just a warning, this is by far the roughest episode, sound quality-wise, I've ever put out. Welcome, everyone. This is the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Hey up, Jason. Shandy Andy here. Just wanted to send you a message to say how much I enjoyed that game last night. And I woke up this morning, and I am still buzzing. Really, really enjoyed um, Barbarians of Lemuria. And I think I found my character I've been searching for since I got back into role-playing. I love playing Zigzag. That free-form magic is what I've been looking for for a long time, I think. Because despite my love for uh, D&D BX, I'm not a fan of Vancian magic. So whenever I play, I always tend to play non-magic users. So it was a great session. I fought a great bunch of guys who got together last night with Evil Jeff, uh, Gabriel, Shay and Spencer. Um... And you ran a great, uh, great session. Um, Love those free form drawings on roll twenty. Uh, 20. That was great fun. Uh, adding some annotations and stuff to it. So, um, can we play our characters again, please? Thank you, Shandy Andy. I very much appreciate the kind words. I'm going to talk about that session in this mini podcast. Okay. So, what was Shandy Andy on about? Well, he was on about a game we played over the weekend. Barbarians of Lemuria, which is a game that was made or created by Simon Washburn. And I'm in my van driving because I decided to do this special podcast with Spur of the Moment. So I don't have all the publication information in front of me. I want to say it came out around 2009. It might have existed a little bit before that. It was originally, I believe, a part of a like a 24-hour game contest to write a game in 24 hours. But he eventually, and there's a free set of the rules out there that you can you can have that he, you know, left out that he wants people to get for free. And then you can find other variants of the rules. We played the Legendary Edition, but since then the Mythic Edition has come out, which changed the game a little bit. It got rid of the Brawl ability and replaced it with Initiative. And every version of the game seems to modify the way weapons, weapon damage and armor points work a little bit um the other thing with mythic is it adds in like mass combat rules and ship to ship rules and stuff which is neat and since then they've come out with a universal system and again i'm in the car it's called like Everwin or every win something like that and i don't think there's going to be any new additions of barbarian lemoria come out i think they're just going to work on that new system and come out use that as a toolkit is a skeleton like GURPS and come out with different settings for that. So, um, but if you like the Barbarians of Lemuria and the older stuff, Simon Washburn also released a couple other games based off that. Uh, well, he released one other game based off that, which is Dogs of War, which is set around men's adventure books like Mac Bolin or Able Force or, um, was it Able Force? A- Able Team Phoenix Force. Anyway, if you know who Mac Bowen the Executioner is, you can find those other books. They're kind of neat. Um, you know, maybe that was just a thing of that time frame. I don't know. I'd have to go back and revisit them. But you could use Dogs of War to do Mercenaries. You could use it to do the A-Team, things like that. That's kind of what it's designed to do. Or The Losers, if you remember that movie or that comic. So, so the other game that was based, that's famous off Barbarians of Lemuria is Honor Plus Intrigue, which is swashbuckling, and that was done by, I don't know the guy's name in front of me, but 
the Bash, B-A-S-H, superhero game. That company, Bash Games, I think it is, came out with Honor and Intrigue, and that's like a swashbuckling version of Barbarian's Lemoria. So there's that out there, too. There's also two mini-zines out there, Dicey Tales 1 and 2. They're like a pulp setting, give you like the 20s, 30s pulp game. It gives you rules to run those kind of games with Barbarian's Lemoria. So there's a lot of content out there, and there are adventures out there and stuff. So, so what's this game that I keep talking about? Well, Barbarians of Lemuria, to me, is the perfect system for sword and sorcery. I really, really think it captures it perfectly. Your characters start off already competent. They, you know, it's, there, it's a classless system, and it doesn't have levels. It's built around careers. So each character starts with four careers, and a career is anything from, and there's a list of them in the book, but you know, you have like barbarian and and assassin and thief and you have sailor and you have slave and you have laborer, merchant, wizard, um, I think dancing girls, one of them, you know, any kind of sword and sorcery cliche, there's a career in there. And the idea is you would build your character up. So you have your four careers and so you kind of trace to where he is now. So, you know, you might have like beggar, or you might have like peasant and slave and then soldier and then barbarian is your three careers. Or four careers, I mean. And you choose how many points you put into careers. You also have attributes and you have combat abilities. And I'm not really going to do an overview of the rules. But the basic rule, the basic mechanic of the game is... You roll 2d6, add some modifiers like your tribute, uh, appropriate combat ability, or an appropriate career, and then you try to beat a target number 9. That's the basic system of the game. I should say the careers in this game replace skills. So if you're a barbarian, then anything a barbarian would normally do, then you get that many points towards doing it. So if you say you're a level three barbarian, then if you're in a drinking contest, well, barbarians drink, so you could add three points to any rolls for drinking, or you could add three points for any rolls for, I don't know, um, surviving out in the cold, or three points for, you know, anything a barbarian. So a Viking's an easier example, right? If you're a Viking, if you're going to be sailing, you can add three points to any sailing roll, three points to any, you know, again, drinking roll, three points to any roll for, you know, I guess um, terrorizing mon- monasteries. But so anything you can describe that career to affect, you can add your points to that roll. Now, typically, careers don't add into combat. So careers are for non combat actions, and your combat abilities are for the combat actions. Anyway, that's the basic setup. The other neat thing that he built into that is if you roll 12, you have a mighty success. And if you have mighty success, then you can you have a number of options. You can choose to do extra damage. You can choose you can choose to instead of doing damage, the number your your damage rolls how many rabble or mooks that you take out with one blow. So if you're all mighty success and you're fighting, you know, a swarm of, you know, nobodies, basic soldiers, 
then and you you roll your damage roll five well you just took out five of those nobodies so it does a really good job of emulating the fiction the other thing in the system i guess that we should mention it has boons and flaws which are basically advantages and dis or i mean um well, they're what they're they're like edges and hindrances in other games. In Barbarians of Lemuria, and this is pre D D next, this is before D D five edition, fifth edition, but basically boons and flaws let you roll advantage or disadvantage. So they don't call it that, but that's what it is. You get to roll three dice and keep the top two, or if you have a flaw, you'd roll three dice and keep the low two. So it incorporates those mechanics into the game. But it runs really quickly. The magic is totally freeform. It gives you different degrees of magic and gives you a couple examples of how powerful magic spell of that degree is. And then the GM and the player can kind of decide, well, that's a first level spell or second level spell or whatever. And then that's how many points it'll cost. And then because of sword and sorcery, you know, their costs to casting spells. So you have to pick hindrances for, or you have to meet certain, certain things for the different level spells. And that might be, it takes a certain amount of time to cast it, or you have to cut yourself or sacrifice somebody to cast it, or you have to, you know, burn something to cast it or whatever. There's different things in the rule book. And and like I say, I don't want to cover all the rules, but Needless to say, if nothing else, go up, go out and pick up a free copy and read it. The copy we played, the Legendary Edition, is only $4 on drive-thru. So, so I highly recommend you pick a copy up and read through it. The Legendary Edition does have art of, does have naked women in the art. So I will put that out there in case you don't want to see those kind of pictures. Then skip the Legendary Edition. The Mythic Edition does not have naked people in the art. And the free edition, I don't think, does either. I think just the legendary edition has the the nude pictures in the art. So anyway, this weekend we played the game. It was great fun. We had Shandy Andy, who did that call. And you'll know him from the Unguarded Treasure B-52 podcast. We had Che Webster of Roleplay Rescue. He played a barbarian assassin. We had Spencer, or Free Thrall, from Keep Off the Borderland podcast. And this was Spencer's first online game, which is really exciting that I got to help him play his first online game. He did a great job. We had Evil Jeff of the Minions and Musings podcast. And we had Gabriel, who I don't, who doesn't have podcasts, I don't think. He's from Uruguay, I believe. And he did a great job. He played kind of a corrupt city guard. So we we had a great group of guys, and they did a great job. One thing I do have to say is that I didn't come up with that adventure off the top of my head. You've often heard me talk about not being imaginative, and this is a case of that. So if you want to hear... Now, I changed up a little bit, and the party that we... Our party did not do the same thing as what I'm about to say, but... I got the idea from the adventure from another podcast, an actual play podcast. So there's an actual play podcast called Monkeys Took My Jetpack. And in episode 44, they played Barbarians Lemuria. And this is back in 2014. And it's about a two-hour-long episode. 
but that episode is where I got the idea to run this game or this, you know, this scenario. And like I say, it didn't work out the exact same. The party here did some different things. Like they didn't even really fight the palace guards or the the wizard's guards at all cuz Che did a great job. He fooled the captain of the guards and they locked him in a room and so there were like six guards and the captain of the guard that didn't even get to fight. So they avoided that combat. And the the beast tamer, I gave him a Andrak, which is a like a lion beast in this game. I, I gave him I put one there for the beast tamer to deal with his evil dress character, but they ended up not even messing with it, so he never got to do the beast tamer thing. Which is fine. But um so it definitely went different than that actual play went. But I, but I can't claim that I came up with a scenario on my own. And I don't want to. I don't want to take credit from anybody else. So I, I do want to put that out there. But everybody did a really good job. Roll 20 worked pretty well. Mind you, I only used Roll 20 as a whiteboard. I found some pictures of different things to set the mood of the tavern they started at. and Pictures of the town and a picture of the tower and... I had pictures of the guards and the wizard and the evil priests. And I had pictures of the demon that he summoned and things like that that I put up on the board. But there is no tokens, no tactical maps, anything, nothing like that. Roll20 kind of dropped the ball in actually the rolls. I made character sheets for them and they used the character sheets. And the character sheets had the... Um, they were set up so you could click on the sheet and it roll the dice for you. But because Barbarian's Lemoria does the thing where... Oh, I just drove past a cop. We're going to see if he pulls me over here. But because it does that thing where you um, roll and then you add the modifiers in, then when they roll the dice, it comes up with a pop-up. Do you want to add a modifier here? What's the target's defense? So they had to put in two or three numbers for every roll. So it kind of slowed it down. Next time, I will run this again for those guys if they won. I'm happy to. I'll, I'll run Barbarians Lemoria for anybody who wants me to. But in the future, we're just going to have people roll dice at home and tell us what they roll. Because roll 20 doesn't handle these die rolls very well. Just the way it goes. I don't think Fantasy Grounds would have done a whole lot better either, to be honest. Maybe it would have, but I, I'm not a big fan of Fantasy Grounds either, so just what it is. We use Discord for audio. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about about getting a Zoom account, to be honest, because Zoom does the audio-visual piece really, really well. So I may just bite the bullet and get a monthly Zoom subscription and um, use that for the visual part. Uh, for my gaming style, to be honest, so this cop's behind me now, so we'll see if he pulls me over. Um, but for my gaming style, to be very honest, I think um, something... I don't want to run it on Twitch, but I think something like Twitch, where the... Um, you can show the map in the, or the pictures I throw up in the center and have everybody's face around it would work really well. So I need to find a way to emulate that, and, and I'd be really happy. So that's kind of the game, and and how it worked on Roll20. It worked okay. Um, I'm not the biggest... And I've done Roll20 with... You know, I've got the fancy account, high account for it. So I 
you know, I can do like the, um, the map where, you know, it, it shades the map and you can only see where the torch goes and all that thing. But, but for a game like this, it's a theater of the mind game and there's no need to do all that. So I just don't do it for these kind of, you know, for that kind this kind of game. But I'm not really sure what else to say. All the players were great. They did a great job. Um, the scenario went really well. It fit the time frame. We came up against the end pretty quick, so we had to end it kind of abruptly, unfortunately, um, which I feel bad about that because I wanted to tie it up. Basically, they killed the demon, saved the girl, and then we ended the game. So we didn't get a chance for them to collect the treasure. They found the treasure, but they didn't collect it, and they didn't get to say how they spent their treasure. So I felt a little bad about that, but if if I run another game for these guys, which I'm happy to do, what we're going to do is we'll just pick up like six months later, because to me, I like doing one-shots and isolated adventures with this game, but that kind of leads into a call I got from Joe Richter. So let's hear Joe. Hey, Jace from the future here. Real quick before we get into Joe's call, let me correct a couple things real quickly. It is Every Win. That's the name of the Universal System built off Barbarians of Lemuria. Another variant of Barbarians of Lemuria I forgot to mention is Barbarians the Aftermath, which is a you know post-apocalyptic game. And the other big thing in the game, the other mechanic in the game I should have mentioned, are hero points. You have hero points that renew every session. And with your hero points, you can do things like do a reroll, um, catch a breath to heal wounds. You can make a regular success, a mighty success, to let you do those kind of heroic things. So you have hero points in the game, and I should have mentioned that. So now that I got that out of the way, let's go to Joe Richter. Hey, what up, Jason? It's Joe. And I've heard uh, Free Thrall and Chandy Andy both talking about what a great job you did and how much fun they had. Uh, play in your game of Barbarians of Lemuria and so as somebody who's never read it and has no idea about that game I was wondering do you think it would work well for like a long-term campaign like a year plus campaign playing every week or does it seem to fit better for one shots right on man you're doing great stuff out here so keep it up dude peace out so that was Joe Richter of the Hindsightless podcast he also does the Wheel or Woe actual play podcast. So, Barbarians of Lemuria. You know, you, you've heard me talk about it, but I haven't really talked about campaigns and all that kind of thing. Um, I, all I did was a session recap. So, let me talk about long-term play to answer Joe's question. It is built. It does have progression built into the game. But one of the key things about the game is at the end of each adventure, now, maybe not at the end of each session, but the end of each, you know, adventure, mini-adventure, where the characters have gotten their riches, the conceit of the game is they have to explain how they squander all those riches that they get, right? So you think of that scene in Conan where they, they assault the tower, you know, they first get to Zamora, I think it's Zamora, and they and they he and, you know, the party goes in the tower and they get all the gold and then you see them partying away and Conan slumps over in the soup and all that and then the king sends them to come get him well it's kind of that idea so the way you get experience points in Barbarians Lemuria is you have to explain 
how you spent all the gold you just got, all your treasure you just got, and the better your explanation, the more experience you get. Kind of a neat thing. Um, there is a, you know, and depending on experience, you can use that to, you don't have levels in Barbarians Lemoria. It's a levelless system and a classless system. But you can use your experience points to raise your attributes. You can use your experience points to raise your careers or get new careers. So there are things you can buy off um, flaws or buy new boons. I think you can buy new boons. I, I'm, I'm in the van right now driving, but I'm pretty sure you can. I know you can buy flaws off. So there are things you can do with experience points. And for you know a group that's wanting to more go through stories and have adventures. I think you could do a year long together. With Barbarians of Lemuria, your characters already start off very capable. They start off very powerful. So you're not it's not like you're going from a zero to a hero. You start as heroes. You know, or you know, anti heroes, whatever. But you you know what I'm saying. You start off as already powerful characters. So you can, you know, adjust them a little bit as you get experience. But you're playing more to go through the adventures and tell the stories than you are to get more powerful, if that makes sense. Because you're not going to retain any of the wealth or any of the things you gain anyway. You're going to spend all that. If you get a magic sword or something, you'll keep, you might keep that. But all that wealth you got, you're never going to build yourself a fortress. You're going to spend it all on, you know, hookers and blow. And then you're going to... Okay. But in the ancient equivalent of that. And then the next, you know, morning... Or, or a week later, or whatever it is, however long, you know, you describe how you spent that money, now you need to go out on another adventure to make more money, right? So that's kind of the idea there. So I think it's better suited to make do the Conan stories, where they're kind of isolated adventures. And those adventures might be one night. It might take you a month to play through an adventure, right? You might be four sessions or five sessions. But they're kind of isolated sessions. You could do an ongoing year-long campaign, and the system would support it as long as your players aren't looking for a lot of character growth. Because you're not going to have a ton of character growth in there. So, I I know that doesn't... Hopefully that kind of answers your question, Joe. Um, I really like the system, but I really think it's better suited to one-shots than long-term. Unless your characters don't care about progression. It's like a superhero game, right? Like, remember TSR's Marvel superheroes? Yeah, you had character progression in that in theory. But realistically, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. You're not buying new powers with him, really. Maybe you're going to buy the Spider-Doom buggy or something, right? But realistically, you're at that power level and that's what you are. And Barbarians is about the same thing. Now, Barbarians is a little bit different. You will get better at your careers. So I played in a, um, me and my son played in, I don't know, maybe a four or six month long game um, until everybody's schedules fell apart. And, and we increased our, like I, like I went, I increased, I think, two career levels in Thief or something for my character. And so you can definitely do that and you get better with that. But it's not huge advancements like you see in a traditional game with levels. So hopefully that helps answer your question, Joe. If I... I mean, it's clear as mud, and you want me to expound on it more, and just call me back, and I'll be happy to talk your ear off. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in to this special episode. This is a very raw and rough episode. Thank you for suffering through it. I just kind of recorded on my way home from work today, 
and I'm just going to push it out tonight because I have people asking and details about the game, and I wanted to get it out there. So thank you for all my players, and um, thank you to all you folks for listening, and I'll have a regular episode coming out Thursday that'll be much more polished than this. So I'll talk to you later. Bye. As always, the best way to reach me is just leave a voice message on the Anchor app where you can reach me on the Audio Dungeon.